This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Great to have you with us, David Lithgow. Brett Jeeves with you. Second hour, Saturdays in Tasmania. So much sport to talk about, but none more on the top of the agenda, Brett Jeeves, for you and I than the NBL. Great to have one of the greater minds, or the better minds, I should say, in basketball in this state. Mark Radford's joined us. Former Rosebury coach from memory. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Well, you know I like the local footy, and every time I see you, I'm more interested in talking about the old days uh, on the gravel down the coast, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if, you, if you coached at Rosebury, you were, a, you were a feature on the gravel. Tell us about that up front. Well, that was Queenstown with the gravel. I, yeah, I, but that um, would have been in the same comp. Get... Uh, no, not when I was there. The, ah. uh, the Rosebury Torak Hawks played in the um, NWFA. Wow. Yes, so, okay. Yeah. Few years past it, sadly, weren't you? A little bit in terms of the that late eighties sort of start of the nineties time when it was still happening down there with the with the with the old division. Um, let's talk hoops, mate. Firstly, Definitely. on top of everyone's <laughs> list, um, how's Will Magne from the other day? I think he's okay. Um, That's good. I saw it, obviously at the airport yesterday when we left, he was you know, still a bit tender, but I think I think he's okay and. We'll see him here in about half hour on the floor and um, get through this morning's practice. And but I think he'll be okay for tomorrow. Fantastic news because it was a brutal hit. Look, McCall, Brett and I were talking about before the show today. He's he's not a huge man by any stretch of the imagination, but he's one of those sort of wiry dudes. But he's made of steel, and it's a bit of an old old-fashioned hip and shoulder in footy terms that you can remember really well. It it did look a little bit like that. Um, yeah, well, Tajir is like six five, so he's not little. No, um, and <laughs> I he, did and try he, and tell David was, that. <laughs> yeah, he's coming. He's coming at a, a a good pace. So no, he certainly certainly got him um, unexpectedly, and yeah, Mags paid the price for it on the night and wasn't able to come back on the floor. But uh, you know, tomorrow's a new day in Adelaide at my oh. State Bank Arena. Mark, how, how important is Will to your to your setup? You know, in, in, in terms of you know the value he has to you defensively, and, and we've seen some uh, some offensive bursts from 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 him as well. What, how, you know, in terms of your aspirations to, to win it all, how, how important is Will Magne to you? Well, I think he's huge. I think it's it's evident if you watch the jack jumpers on a regular basis that. Uh, the, uh, the fear factor that Will puts into the opposition from a defensive standpoint that allows us to get up the floor and and press and be a lot more disruptive, knowing that we've got him behind us. And that's um, you know, certainly a factor of us turning teams over and being able to play the way we want to play defensively. And I think in the last month, six weeks, from an offensive standpoint, his game has really grown and his confidence has grown. And his uh, his game is in its infancy in my eyes. Uh, you know, he's 26 years old. He's, he's got a lot of basketball left in front of him in terms of his development um, because he has had some injuries. And I think we're starting to see that now. And his confidence is growing. And 
when you have got a confident Will Magnet, um, you'll have a very confident Jack Jumpers basketball team. While we're talking defence, there was a there was a, a passage of play last night. Patrick Miller got the ball in the low post, and uh, he had Jordan Crawford uh, defending him. He tried to back Crawford down and and didn't move Crawford one inch. Um, well, yeah, and whilst Crawford is is five six, is there you know in terms of the the perception of someone's five six point guard that defensively they might struggle. Jordan Crawford is obviously an awful lot stronger than, than, than people give him credit for because Patrick Miller is a, is a complete bulldozer and he did not move Crawford at all. Is that, you know, like, give us a bit of insight into Crawford and, and exactly how strong he is and the impact he has for you defensively. Well, I think in, um, in boxer terms, pound for pound, like, mm. he's very strong. You know, when, when you're out on the floor doing individuals with him and you, he gets hit with the bag and that, like, you feel he's hit. So mm. he's the other part of his toughness is his internal toughness. Like when he gets gritty and he gets into the ball and full court, he causes some real problems. And, you know, Miller tried to take him into the post early the other night and we were like, we're just going to leave Crawford on his own for, for now for one-on-one and let him battle it out. And I think they ended up going away from that. It wasn't a, a formula mm. that could be repeated, you know, during the course of the whole night. And, you know, I... As I've said right from the start, Jordan Crawford's been five six for his whole professional career. He's learned some tricks, <laughs> and he hasn't survived and thrived in um, elite competition by not figuring that stuff out. And he's done yeah. that, and um, you know he, he's been awesome for us. Uh, on the offensive end, and look, it'd be anyone that follows basketball would have and watched over the last month have seen the challenges that you have had, and and both the imports have quite frankly been a bit inefficient and haven't had their haven't had their form and I noticed a little bit of a turnaround a week and a half ago with Jordan when he looked to slightly get his confidence back in terms of pressing the trigger rolling around a curl going up strong that was back in full spades Milton still working on the offensive end but there must be a real bit of optimism underneath the struggles you've had the last month that if they can both just get going over this last five or six weeks there's huge upside there, isn't there? Yeah, no doubt. I think um, I think everybody that's watched this is is like, why can't we have both of these guys going at full tilt at the same time? And it's sometimes that's difficult to have a you know essentially Jordan is a a scoring guard um, that that brings the ball up. You know he's traditionally been a, a high level scorer in every competition he's played in and. And Milt's our shooting guard and not really a point guard, even though now and again he will carry the ball. So to find that balance um, is, is has been difficult for us. And I've had some great conversations um, over the last month about how they can continue to grow their synergy. And I think we saw it the other night, like Milt was outstanding. I think he finished the game with seven or eight assists. He has the ability to get in the paint and kick it out. We've made some adjustments offensively with our system that enables both of them to be able to um, connect a little bit better. Um, so I'd like to think that going forward, that, and it has to be um, going forward because we've got very little time left in this, this season that we can get the best out of those two guys more consistently. Mate, um, I mean, one of the things that I think people, you know, I'm a fan engagement, I come to the games and you can hear 
you know, smutterings from from people, and you know, particularly around Milton in the last period, you know that he that he, he hasn't been as engaged, or he hasn't been as sharp. And and to me, it's kind of obvious, right? I mean, the guy lost his dad, um, and 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 what you know, what a horrible scenario for him to have gone through that, and you know, he's gone home and he's been grieving, and you know, to to come back and be here is is something special in itself. It was always going to take him some time to reacclimatize and, and refine that. That, that aggression and that sharpness, I, I guess, you know, I mean, is that, is that something that, that, that obviously you guys are mindful of and, and continue to, to, to work with him on? I mean, he, he's, a, he's a grieving son um, is, is, is kind of the reality of it. And we, you know, what a horrible scenario for him. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's a whole lot of different scenarios plays out. I think Milt Doyle's year is probably a little bit like the Jack Jumpers. You know, the first year we were new and we were a bit of a surprise for everybody and, um, you know, we had some outstanding um, success. Milt Doyle last year was not a surprise to us, but like he hadn't played in Australia. He'd played in Europe for a long period of time, G League. So he comes into the league and he's new and um, has an outstanding year. So the second year he comes back, he has to deal with all those things now that are not new. And all of a sudden, he's the number one guy on the scout every week. And people are looking to know how important he is to us. They start to take his his strengths away. And then he's got to work through that. Um, all at the same time, learning to play with a, another scoring guard from that standpoint. Then we have Will Magnate come back into the group and he demands the ball a little bit more in the post, which is good for us. So then he's dealing with that. And then obviously the, the stuff... Um, unfortunate passing of his father, then he's going to go back in the middle of the season and come back and reacclimatise. So there's a whole lot of factors play into a player's performance. And one thing that I do know is Milt's a proud man. He's, he's a very introverted type of guy, even on, on his best days. But he is a jack jumper and he loves his club and he loves to win. And um, he's been very vocal in our meetings and at practice um, of late. And I think I think that we've seen over the last couple of games a different Milt Doyle. And, you know, again, tomorrow he'll be the number one guy on the scouting report and he's going to have to deal with some stuff with Adelaide and um, then South East and then Perth. And it just doesn't get easy. So, and it's very difficult to be up all the time. I think we saw that with Bryce Cotton at the start of the year when Perth were having their issues. Arguably the best player that we've ever seen is having one of his lowest productive years. And it's it's turned out okay for him. <laughs> he turned it around and so did Perth. And, um, you know, through all the adversity that Milt's had, and um, that's part of team adversity, you know, right now we're sitting in um, third spot and we're in a good position for this season to, to attack the rest of it. That's the beauty of it too, isn't it? It's amidst the, all the struggles, everyone else has been beating everybody else. And the Adelaide story is quite remarkable. The last time you played them at home, it was a 30-something point shellacking. Uh, CJ Bruton got sacked within the week. Um, this is a different Adelaide 36ers rolling up tomorrow afternoon at my state. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, they come off a good win last night against Sydney. Um, they have Trey Kell probably in the best form that he's been in since he's been in the competition. And they have a a young guy, I still call him young, maybe because I'm getting old, is, is DJ Vasilovic. And he He's brings awesome. a level of confidence to any team that he's playing with. 
Um, I had DJ at the World Junior Games team and he brought a level of confidence to that group that was, you know, unmatched. And he, he you can feel that within with the Adelaide group that that he brings that confidence and swagger and um, that permeates through the group. And, you know, they've been uh, on a little roll and they're going to come in tomorrow thinking that, you know, that they're in um, a good position to, to get the win. And, you know, rightly so. And then on the other side, we've got to bring our best because we can really set our season up with tomorrow's game. Just before we let you go, mate, I just, uh, I've chatted to you about this before and Brett and I mentioned it at the top of the show. I noticed the latest under-18 teams that have come out and you're a proud Northwest Coaster. And again, the under-18 boys, the girls to a slightly lesser extent, I counted eight boys on the Northwest Coast, six from Launceston and two from Hobart. What is in the basketball water down at Alveston Penguin, Devonport, Somerset, Wynyard Way. You know it better than anybody. And Bernie. And but don't forget Bernie. I'm Sorry, Bernie. forgive me. Somerset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the Northwest Coast, I, I describe it like this, is what else is there to do but sport? Yeah. <laughs> um, My girls live there, mate, I know. Fight, punt and play basketball. <laughs> That's right. You, you, you grow up, you play basketball, football, cricket, netball. You know, and then what do you do over the weekend? Well, you go and watch the kids play and then the Super. kids go and watch their parents play and then Tuesday nights the the uh, and the Friday nights, the NWBU basketball, well, you're not doing anything in Burnie on a Tuesday or Friday night, so you might as well go to the basketball and I think every <laughs> other small town is like that. And I, that, to me, is what it is. It's the community connection. It's... It's very identifiable. I belong to Penguin or I belong to Devonport. Yes. And it's why people might think that's a weakness. It's actually a strength of the Northwest that you are connected to your community. And that's what I believe drives the, the sporting growth. And um, and the basketball, obviously, the, the kids have been the benefit of that and had strong representation with state teams. And um, you know, you look at our under-20s away now, you know, doing really well and led by Savage and Furphy and obviously um, Brewer from, from Launceston. So they head into a semi-final today. They do. Brilliant, isn't it? Massive day against Queensland. So hopefully they get that win and challenge for one of those rare silver gold medal games. Fantastic opportunity. Great to have you with us, mate. Look forward to seeing you out there tomorrow. And amidst all the drama the last month or six weeks of lots of losses, not as many Ws, you find yourself in a pretty good position still. See you tomorrow. Good luck against the 36ers. Good on you, mate. Always good to chat. Cheers, fellas. See you, mate. Mark Radford joining us this morning. Jake Weatherald from the Tassie Tigers coming up after the break. Stay with us.